0: Welcome to the MENA Surge podcast, the ultimate source for all things Web3 and fintech related in the MENA region, powered by Fintech Surge and Future Blockchain Summit, taking place at Dubai Harbor, October 15th through 18th, alongside Expand Northstar and an association with Jitex Global. Key of commercials at Mozen, Thanks for joining us, Ahmed. Uh, the pleasure is mine. And we know that uh, Mosin is obviously a, a bronze sponsor at Fintech Surge happening at Dubai Harbor, October 15th through 18th. And so we, we're always excited to, to have these conversations with our partners. So why don't you go ahead and tell us a little bit about the, you know your background and how that led you to uh, being VP of commercials at, at Mosin.
1: Oh, okay. Um, again, thank you for having me today. Um, I've been doing SaaS sales for like over 10 years. Um, I was based in uh, California, more specifically in San Francisco. And I had my uh, uh, master's degrees from over there. And being in San Francisco, let's say in the early 2000s, um, it was a great time to get into technology. And I learned the hard way that the best jobs out there that paid a lot of money is sales. So I got into sales. Um, And over the years, I got to enjoy what I do, and I got through different positions, different companies. And um, um, long story short, uh, my last job over there, I started to work with a company to help them expand globally. And one of the markets were the Middle East. So I got to um, start being involved little by little with the Middle East, especially at that time. Uh, Let's say the SaaS companies was a new thing, but there was a lot of opportunities. And uh, one company after another, I got to join and meet uh, the leaders behind Muzon. They had a a very exciting story, a great product uh, with the great people behind it. Um, So I made the leap of faith, if you might say, and uh, joined the company. I think it's, it's almost a year
0: oh wow great so so i guess you, you did it like so many especially in the u.s me being from the u.s as well i understand that when you're out of college and you want to, to make money uh, especially with the u.s mentality is prove yourself make sales and you'll make a lot of money you'll you'll see the dream and and it sees that uh that that brought you back to the middle east
1: uh yeah no totally uh, you know <laughs> it so uh uh and sales do pay well and there's the, Nothing wrong about that. And it's fun. I, I truly enjoy sales. Uh, I enjoy when I think about sales. It's not about like uh, forcing a solution or product uh, on a customer. It's uh, listening to them, understanding where they're coming uh, from, uh, where's their challenges, uh, how do they want to make things better. And you build a relationship uh, along the way. And the sale is just a, like, let's say, a natural outcome. Uh, if you really mean well uh, to your customers and to the people that you work with, uh, they will work with you in return. And there's some kind of a monetization, let's say revenue behind it. So it's actually
0: very, very simple. And uh, if it's done right, uh, it's fun and it pays well. Absolutely, and I think that that's a great attitude. I mean, as long as you're actually solving a problem, then then it should be easy. And it's just having conversations and, and you're, you're building a partnership, which the end result ends up being a sale. Uh, whereas, you know, those who are not necessarily selling something that's adding value, but just trying to make a paycheck, that's the ones that it's always going to be difficult um, emotionally and just physically draining as well, I guess, and also financially. Yeah, true. And they give yep. sales a bad name. <laughs> of course of course um so so you know coming back to uh, the region you know coming from the u.s education uh getting your, your career off the ground with selling software as a service in the us and then you know coming back to the middle east can you talk a little bit about what the current fintech landscape is in the region yeah sure um I have noticed in the
1: past five years, there is a, like a strong, uh, let's say, goal or mission to digitalize the uh, landscape over here. Uh, the support started from the government, if I may say, uh, from a lot of entities. And there's huge opportunities for people to take advantage of this. Um, so I started to see that, but like let's say in the beginning, there wasn't a lot of experience how to do things. Uh, pretty much people were like, just like copying what the US is doing. Uh, just like. The, the the layer of localizing like you cannot just bring a u.s solution that worked over there and just copy exactly what happened and make it happen in the middle east so there was a like a certain level of localization that is needed uh, along with some experiences to make it happen because again like SaaS is different it's not a commodity it's not a software uh, and yeah, the way i put it like sas you need to earn your customer's business every single year or even every single month so, um, uh, we've seen in the past uh, like five, 10 years a huge, uh, let's say, uh, uh, improvement in digitalizing the landscapes in many verticals, in every single vertical. And there has been the support from governments and uh, uh, by building frameworks, providing infrastructure, or even providing funds. Uh, so, we're, uh, that's the first step. And the other thing is like the consumers are asking for better ways of like, uh, Being served. Um, Everybody has a like a smartphone and they don't want to do business or like, um, uh, what do you call it? Um, Order stuff or communicate via their phone. So there's so much opportunities for FinTech and we're seeing a lot of mature FinTechs these days.
0: That's great. And and as you can see, you you, you talked about like localizing uh, the product, localizing the service, making sure that every day that you're earning the the customer because it is it's a service at the end of the day it's not just the software that you're selling where you say okay implement the software thanks you know i'll come back when it's time to renew the software but it's actually a service software as a service that you're offering and so you know tell us a little bit about how Mozen uh, specifically is, is kind of catering its services to the MENA region mm, um... Muzin is a uh, reg tech, so it's a little bit different. We
1: are the layer between uh, regulators and the fintechs uh regulators wanna like control the environment so especially when it comes to our like vertical uh when it comes to financial institutes um they want to make sure that these fintechs are doing business with the right people uh they want to make sure there's no money laundry for instance there's your they want to make sure that you're not dealing with someone you should not be dealing with so there's a lot of solutions that like you have to have in place or certain frameworks um, um, to make sure you're doing business the right way. So what MUZEN does, it's a mother stack of technology that supports this. We are an AML solution um, that is built to make things easy, scalable and uh, very dynamic. Um, so uh, fintechs can take advantage of it, Um, put these frameworks in place uh, under the supervision of central banks uh, and other uh, entities and make sure they're doing the right thing. Um, So again, like Muzan is a solution that makes sure that these fintechs are uh doing business in the right way and at the same time we help them do um, make uh, insightful decisions fina- uh, from a financially a pr- fin- financial perspective
0: That's great and, and honestly I'm one of the nerds that Really enjoy reg tech a lot. I enjoy learning okay. about it. I enjoy talking about it. Um, when you talk about the different categories of fintech, um, you know, you have pay tech, which is obviously you can pay for things faster, you can transfer money faster, you can split bills, you can uh, have buy now, pay later, you can tap your phone. That's really cool. It applies to a lot of people. You also have, you know, insure tech, where, you know, you can file a claim a lot quicker. You don't have to wait for an insurance adjuster, you can just take pictures, you can, you know, do a whole lot. Of things a lot faster with insurance. Sure, I can understand that a little bit more as well. Um, wealth tech, great. We have you know AI coming into the picture to help me manage my finances, and that's going to actually get me rich. Amazing. And then you have Reg Tech, which is regulations. Not always the, the most exciting to talk about, but when when you really actually think about it, Reg Tech is the one that makes everything possible. Reg Tech is the reason why you're able to pay so quickly and have all the regulations and make sure that you know there's it's a safe transaction. And the reason why we're actually able to do all of these is because there's RegTech making sure that, you know, the authorities and the, the fraud detection is all in place to act very quickly and to be able to to help us carry about our lives safely and securely. So that that's always very exciting to me to talk about RegTech as much as possible. Um, so tell us I can. Yeah,
1: like like you said, something that is uh, uh, interesting. Um, rectech is not fun. I had the same uh, perception about Rectech when I first joined. Uh, I did F&B for like seven, eight years and it's like booming and there's so much like applications or things that you can do that you can see it firsthand, wherever you go. Then like I was talking to the founders of Muzin, and they're talking about Rectech. How can, and I was thinking like, how can that be fun? And then you start talking to these compliance people, and you learn more about these processors, what they're doing, to uh, maneuver things or like money laundering and so on. It becomes really, really exciting. Um, uh, there's so much stories that you hear, um, what banks uncovers or fintechs, and how they make sure that they're um, uh, the right people are transacting you'd be surprised so it it actually
0: has become more fun with time absolutely like i said it's it's something that is less fun to to talk about sometimes but it's actually a really cool subject And, and this is this is actually super exciting for me and i think that one of the reasons why regtech is able to um to operate so quickly and to detect fraud so quickly and to make sure that transactions are transparent and secure is with the help of AI. So, you know, can you kind of delve a little bit deeper into how AI is helping the financial sector?
1: Yeah, like what what we call what I call is like the old school of doing things, the legacy systems. They're software based. You know? So, it's just pretty much a, a certain software that has um, Formalize: uh, if this happens do this if that happens do that uh, and as i said like uh, it is an exciting industry because fraudsters are always creative they're one step ahead of everyone uh, they find loopholes in these softwares and they start behaving a little bit differently so if you maintain doing what we What everybody's doing, or without like adapting, uh, taking advantage of AI, you're always going to be one step behind um, before the fact. So, what AI is doing is like all these financial institutes are sitting on like so much data, so much data, and it's becoming more organized. And our software does help this data to become more uh, organized and help it, like, help these uh, financial institutes to make sense out of them. And when that happens, we start detecting, like AI can start detecting certain behaviors, patterns, uh, or possibilities for fraud. And that's where you become one step ahead of fraudsters. And this is very, very, very important. Like I've read a study like a few weeks ago, like around 50 billion U.S. dollars. Uh, it's what like the global stage uh, will see from a financial fraud perspective in 20, uh, by 2030. That's a big number. And if we don't take advantage of the technology and uh, AI more specifically,
0: uh, this number might even grow. Wow, fifty billion dollars just from fraud, and you know it's exciting to see that number go down a lot with the adaptation of AI. And it's scary to think about you know how much it could grow if we didn't use AI. Um, so I wanted to talk a little bit. Uh, SAAS, uh, SaaS, I'm sorry, I always try to say the whole word, uh, software as a service, <laughs> um, automation for compliance. What's new in SaaS for compliance? Uh, yeah, again, like it's uh, compliance and reg tech. Uh,
1: they don't sound fun, but uh, it can become a little bit, uh, it is exciting. So what I'm trying to say over here is, uh, using all technologies, it's very rigid, very difficult to adapt, change, and there is always a struggle. Um, it's very much a, like a preset framework and you start doing your job. So if you have a SaaS technology where it has access to a lot of data, where it's flexible, uh, where you can build like these scenarios on the fly, Maybe you want to test something and do a certain simulation. There is so much flexibility you can do when you have a SAS configurable, let's say, technology versus the old way of doing things. Everything is customizable. You need someone from IT to put a code in and check out something. Um, so so SAS is one way to make it easier. And another thing is like these solutions, um, uh, the anti-money laundry solutions. They're catered for large banks. Banks tend to have like what, let's say a million to 5 million customers. So there's like a heavy duty of things and these technologies are very, very expensive. When a FinTech wants to start to operate, they start with what? Like 10,000, 50,000 uh, customers and they grow actually exponentially. We're seeing really exciting numbers. So they do need the solution that is scalable, that starts, that fits their size in the beginning, Very easy to implement, uh, easy to set up, easy to use, and it grows with them because their challenges will grow with the number of customers or even the type of transactions they're doing or the type of business model they're operating. So that's the beauty of SaaS. It's pretty much scalability to help them set up for success from the beginning.
0: That's great. And so when I think of fintechs, I think of, you know, young people trying to to completely revolutionize the financial space and you know, just these rogue rebels that are trying to disrupt everything that we know. And then when I think of regulators, I think of, you know, bureaucrats sitting in some, some- big fancy marble office and have an approve or deny stamp you know getting things done or getting things not done and and at the end of the day I mean everybody wants to keep their job right so if you're Mm -hmm. sort of in um in regulations and you're, you're here to say this is approved, or this is not approved, you're probably going to err more on the I'm not going to approve anything that's going to require risk or anything that might potentially have fraud. I don't have enough information to say that it's not fraud, so let me just go ahead and deny it. Um, you know, so, you know, this is kind of, the the image that people tend to have, and I'm one of them. That when I hear <laughs> regulations, I think of bureaucracy, where it's 30 lines of managers that need to stamp something. And when I think of fintechs, I think of people that want to disrupt everything. How does Mosin bridge the gap between fintechs and regulators? Yeah, like,
1: uh, and if I want to put it like always, these fintechs um, um, they have limited budgets, let's say, and uh, they're focused on how they can increase their client base, or they want to. Inc- or use their ARPU or whatever they're trying to do to hit their North Stars. Then they realize they need to invest in more technology to operate. So that's where we come in place, um, uh, where you have like a competitive, very strong, powerful platform that is competitive that can set you up for success and grow with you. Now, when it comes to like regulators, they also want to make sure, uh, and first of all, in this region, regulators are. Uh, supporting these fintechs they really want them to succeed Uh, whether they're like implementing new strategies or supporting them by funding them and so on and we're seeing this firsthand but at the same time they want to make sure they are operating um, in the right way so uh, what we tend to do is we bridge the gap uh, by providing technology that makes sense for these fintechs Uh, at a reasonable price uh, that makes sense to them at this stage and the same time we give the regulator the ability to um, adjust their uh, requirements because it's a dynamic environment that we're living in things are changing month by month Uh, I know a lot of like these central banks in this region they're providing like updates on how they need to tackle fraud and AML on a quarterly basis that's a lot Historically, like what I learned um, uh, from a lot of experienced people in this industry, uh, they used to update things on like an annually or every other year. Now it's happening every single quarter. So If you're working within legacy type of solutions, it's going to be very, very, very difficult. But if you have something that is flexible, easy to use, configurable, uh, that makes sense. We can adapt to the regulator's requirements. And in the same time, providing these solutions uh, to fintechs so they can adjust really quickly. And I think the, ge- the game right now is like how quickly you can adjust and adapt to the environment. And part of that environment is the re- uh, regulation environment.
0: For sure. And so, what do you think is the, the newest technology that, uh, that we're seeing for the blockchain landscape right now? Uh, I think the buzzword is AI. <laughs> uh, I'm sure
1: everybody's hearing that. So uh, it's an exciting time. Uh, I think like I'm not that old, but I remember like when I first started my sales career, I used to sell software and SaaS was new. And I used to convince people like, how are you going to like, are you crazy? Are You're going to give your data to someone else versus having a software. Then I realized at that time, like SaaS is the future. And that was just the beginning. And we're seeing the same thing right now. Uh, AI is just still at like, we just cracked the window and we're seeing a huge potential over here. And it's gonna be an exciting next like five, seven years where we're gonna be with this type of technology. Um, So when it comes to FinTechs, um, there's so much applications that can be done over there. Uh, And Sometimes I think like, how can AI help us internally with a company to become more productive? by using AI doing like a uh, um, task type of activities uh, or even understanding within my environment, w- even with my team, how can my team become more productive and focusing on the revenue generating uh, activities. In the same time, like uh, all these fintechs are sitting on like crazy, enormous amount of data and how can we make sense out of them? And if someone can do that, and we're seeing that all the time, and monetize out of
0: this data, um, it's going to be like uh, one heck of a company. For sure, for sure. And I mean, AI is really just revolutionizing everything. And just like any major revolution in technology, it's always going to have its drawbacks. It's always going to have people that are not quite confident uh, in the safety of it and, you know, whether they want to go along with it or not. Personally, as a marketer myself, I, I really enjoy sharing my data because, to me, that means my experience on the internet is usually going to be better. It means the ads that I'm served are going to be ads that are actually related to the things that I'm interested in. It means that when I'm on social media, that the suggested pages to follow are going to be the pages that I'm actually interested in. And you know, when it comes to AI and reg tech and fintech, it means that you know, whenever previously a simple algorithm Would have just said hey no you're not going to get this loan because you don't have enough history for us to be convinced that you will repay that loan whereas ai can now step in and say hey you know what i can see a lot more than just what you filled out on a form and i can see that you actually fit the profile of somebody that tends to pay back their uh their things. So if it's a matter of sharing data with AI in order to actually be able to move on and to, to be approved for loans or, or to be able to pay quickly or to be able to get a credit card, then of course I would prefer to share my data. And you know, I think that we need to also realize that sharing information, such as you know, our our internet usage or, or our bank account statements and things like that. These are things that we typically have to offer anyway. We always have sure. to fill out some sort of form whenever we're applying for anything. So it's just a matter of giving access to the, the information that actually matters versus sitting there for an hour filling out a form and hopefully hoping you brought all the hard copies that you needed yeah. to the bank. Um so so I was just wondering, you know. What is the differentiator between Mosin? Does Mosen have uh, big competitors in this space? And and if you do, what what is the thing that sets you apart? Yeah, like every single
1: company has a competition and uh, there's a lot of competition out there. Uh, again, there, uh, this is an old industry. Banks has been operating for like hundreds of years, uh, but we try to do something things a little bit differently. Uh, first of all, All of our competition in this region—they're software-based—and so that gives us a little bit more edge because we're a SaaS company. Um, For an example, like uh, we have competition that takes them like at least like six to nine months to go live. We can do things in like two weeks. Uh, People are not used to this, so when we tell like companies, like, "Yeah, I can get you live at this," but like the point that you are operationally in like two to three weeks, they're wowed. Another thing is like we make things easier by for like different departments to configure what they want without going back to IT uh, or code things and so on. And we minimize the overhead. Again, we're a SaaS solution, we manage everything. We manage the data, we manage the infrastructure, uh, we manage the updates, the enhancements, uh, everything so um, uh, that's pretty much our advantage over here um, and still like uh, we're still at our start like uh, this solution is like two three years old and we are putting so much focus on our R&D. we probably have one of the you know, largest uh, data science uh, staff uh, in the region and uh, we're building so much solutions for compliance people to be successful and uh, it's going to be an exciting next year. Like, we have few solutions or products that we're going to launch really soon. Some things that – there are certain things that we launched a few months ago. So, uh, it's – I'm excited to see where the solution is going to be, like,
0: uh, in the next, like, six months. That's great. I mean, it really seems like Mosin is is kind of top in its class when it comes to RegTech. tech. Um, is there any uh, – I just want to know who – who is your, your target audience? You know, one of the, the big things about FinTech Surge is that what makes us unique as, a, as an event is that we we typically have the FinTechs offering the technology solutions as our exhibitors and our sponsors, and the visitors are actually the ones that are interested in possibly becoming a customer or an investor in those solutions. Mm-hmm. Um, so so who are, who are the ones that you're excited to meet at FinTech Surge? Uh, All these fintechs, uh, these type of events tend to be a very exciting place for us
1: because uh, we are a solution that can support every single uh, sponsor that you have or whoever is participating in that event. We support financial institutes. Uh, They can be banks, uh, digital banks, uh, insurance companies, digital insurance companies, capitals, investment companies, and fintechs, all fintechs. Uh, they do need our solution to make sure that they are safeguarding their investment and making sure they're doing the right transactions. Um, another part of this, maybe this is a little bit personal to me, like I would, uh, I've would, i been participating in these events for the past two, three years. And every year I see like um, new players, let's say new companies that, are, that have like a very exciting idea and others that I've seen in the past years and I'm seeing them growing. Um, and also, like uh, it's great to see all these friendly faces and good friends over there, and we talk about like, how the industry is moving and what's the new exciting things, and I do believe AI is going to be the buzzword. Everybody's going to be talking about it and how they can incorporate it with their business.
0: Of course. I mean, we are uh, powered by Gitex Global, and Gitex Global's tagline this year is literally, Imagine AI and everything. That's, that's their tagline. So it's the largest tech show in the world, and, and it's still uh, you know, focusing specifically on AI. Um, is there anything that we can expect to see from Mosin? Any specific news that you're planning on announcing at uh, Fintech Search? Uh, yeah, w- we're a Saudi
1: company that is focused on this region. So uh, we are uh, expanding to the region, to the GCC, and more specifically to the UAE. So uh, that's one of the things that we're going to double down on supporting the UAE, let's uh, say, fintech and financial, and regtech and financial institute landscape. Uh, At the same time, we have partnered with some exciting clients uh, that are based out of the UAE. So we're going to announce a few and um, uh, yeah and hopefully meet uh, uh, some great fintechs over there
0: that's amazing and we're really looking forward to seeing you this year um you know obviously once again we're at dubai harbor october 15th through 18th uh, we're excited to see you ahmed specifically but uh we're excited to see everything that mozin has to offer and i can pretty much guarantee you you know all of those uh all those people you wanted to see, the insurance companies, financial institutions, the banks, the fintechs, uh, we'll have plenty of those there for you. So don't worry about that. It'll be fun. Great. Well, I look forward to seeing you in just a few weeks and uh, we'll catch up then. Soon. Thank you. Thanks. Bye.